Welcome to Almost Here, Around the Corner of Future Technology podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used. We're just around the corner from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. I'm your host, Juliette Lamar, and joining us today is Galia Benartzi. She is so many things. Uh, she is a co-founder of two different companies, Liquid EOS and Bancor, and she's also a board member at EOS Alliance. Welcome, Galia. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We're, we're so excited to hear about all this stuff. Um, let's go ahead and kick it off with Speaking about EOS Alliance, you are a board member there. Um, give us a little background about what EOS Alliance is and what it's trying to accomplish. Yeah, absolutely. So the EOS Alliance was announced uh, just recently on August 18th. Um, we are a group whose mandate is to empower EOS for all. EOS is a blockchain um, that aims to be the first wide-scale uh, adoption user accessible blockchain um, and build a thriving ecosystem of decentralized applications, what we call dApps, uh, of token economies, of decentralized exchanges between tokens, um, and all of the components of a healthy uh, decentralized economic ecosystem. And the EOS Alliance is a not-for-profit uh, foundation that is aiming to help the EOS community at large uh, really gain clarity about the ecosystem itself, about the technological uh, paradigms that we face and will face in the future to disseminate education and make sure that the ecosystem is really accessible, widely accessible uh, to all and to help facilitate the conversation around decision-making um, now and in the future as the ecosystem matures, there will inevitably be um, many, many things to decide and agree on, um, and the Alliance aims to help folks um, really get a clear handle on uh, what is at stake and, and how to make healthy decisions. And with the Alliance, it's, you know, it's all about community and, and really education as well. Right. I would say also it's, um, it's, it's all about uh, service and collaboration. Um, an ecosystem has many, many stakeholders, um, whether they are token holders, whether they are investors, technologists, application developers, um, users, end users, um, regulators, lawyers, really everyone um, plays a different role in an ecosystem, just like everyone in your town and neighborhood um, plays a different role in kind of the coexistence. Um, of your community. Um, and so the the idea here really is to be in service of this community as it matures um, and as it develops and to uh, provide as much guidance and education as possible, both to existing community members and future community members, um, because there really is a, a lot to learn and understand about how an ecosystem like this functions and how it might improve. Give us a little you know, example, a little bit of example of the industry progression. Um, you know, how do we get to this point where where we have all these different systems and now there's alliances and, and give us a little bit of the industry progression. 
Yeah. So like everything um, in the, in the world, it is emergent and everything that you see is kind of built on the shoulders of uh, what came before. If we're talking about blockchain specifically, um, we can start with the first generation blockchain, which was Bitcoin uh, and the white paper by Satoshi Nakamoto that really um, shared the technological um, underpinnings of the blockchain with the world. Um, the second generation of blockchain technology is what we call smart contract enabled blockchains. Um, you can see this predominantly with the Ethereum ecosystem, which allows developers and technologists um, and eventually also uh, end users to program this decentralized database to make things on top of it. Whereas with Bitcoin, uh, you have Bitcoin, which you can use and is um, uh, interesting and, and useful in, in, of its own right. Um, with Ethereum, you can make a variety of applications on top of the decentralized database. Um, and looking now at EOS, we really arrive at the third generation um, of blockchain ecosystems, uh, which we look at as uh, decentralized and governed uh, blockchain ecosystems. And so one of the uh, trade-offs that we often look at in the blockchain ecosystem as it matures is this kind of spectrum between centralization and, and decentralization. Um, what EOS aims to do is really uh, create a hybrid model that benefits both from the resistance to abuse of power or to monopolistic behavior of decentralized uh, economies, and also provides uh, users with uh, the kind of uh, protection and support that the average consumer really does need to be a successful user of these technologies. I'll give you an, an example uh, from kind of everyone's everyday life. Um, Visa is a very centralized company um, and you may take issue with how they uh, build or run their company. Um, and on the other hand, most consumers very much enjoy the protection that Visa offers in the time of need, such as your credit card being stolen uh, or fraud on your account. Usually most of those charges are able to be uh, removed. And so the balance between the benefits of decentralization and the benefits of governance um, and, of course, well-designed governance um, are what EOS aims to do and why uh, we believe that EOS will um, enjoy and, and continues to aim for very, very wide adoption of these important technologies. Um, one of the, uh, of course, challenges with uh, designing good governance is, you know, defining good governance then designing it, maintaining it, executing it, allowing it to adapt to changes. And this is exactly where the alliance um, where the alliance comes in as an entity that will help the community understand, first of all, how the blockchain is designed to begin with. What is its starting point? What are the proposals uh, currently on the table around its constitution? What was the thinking behind these initial proposals? Where is there room for debate? Uh, where do terms need to be better defined? How can the community vote um, with their feet? What is uh, the best way to create a voting mechanism that encourages engagement, that encourages uh, you know, true progress towards where the community wants to see uh, the technology and the ecosystem develop? Again, this is where the Alliance um, sits as a stakeholder to make sure that uh, folks have as much information as possible, uh, as clearly outlined as possible, so that 
uh, the community can really lean in, participate, and make healthy decisions. I love the example of the visa because that is something that most people have had to deal with. You see a fraudulent charge, you go back, you say, hey, this isn't me, and it's it's been remitted. And that's one of the biggest fears, at least, that I have with cryptocurrency is, is that, you know, once it's gone, it's gone, and that you have to be your own governance over your accounts, over your security, and offering that. I, I, you know, for me, I feel like that trade-off is, is okay. More governance for a little bit more security. And I know that a lot of people are in different camps when it comes to that, where they don't want, they don't want that involvement. Um, but you seem to be at the camp where, you know, you think that governance can be done in a proper way where it doesn't inflict, uh, too many laws where people are still free and decentralized in a certain type of way. Yeah, I think the, the main insight for us is that everything, uh, is about trade-offs. Um, the only way you can make a good decision about which trade-offs uh, you're willing to accept uh, is if you understand them. If you clearly understand uh, what you lose when you decentralize all the way, what you gain when you centralize different aspects, and, and vice versa. Um, and that's really where the Alliance uh, hopes to shine, is helping the community understand the various trade-offs and also having a... Um, a healthy conversation uh, around those trade-offs. Of course, not everyone will agree on which trade-offs they'd like to see, but the idea is to create a mechanism um, that allows the community to uh, settle disputes, to make decisions, so you will almost never have unanimous uh, consent around decisions. Um, you know, just a, a, another example from everyday life, we tend to build systems uh, around majority rules, right? That's, a, that's a, a concept that we've developed as a society. That's how many elections uh, take place. Perhaps there are better systems. Uh, perhaps there are different, uh, different ways that we'd like to see, um, see elections or decisions uh, be made within a community. And even that process is something that, that we should discuss. Um, and so, yes, the, there you know, the, the thing that never changes is that nothing is perfect. Um, mm -hmm. And the, the idea is to really understand and internalize uh, what you're giving up, what you stand to gain uh, with different models, and to allow the community to really voice their preferences and go from there. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Giving the power to the community members is uh, very important in a space like this. Um, for the Alliance, you know, what do you think the next three months to a year look like? What kind of changes are going to be happening in this space? And how do you think OS Alliance is going to be in there with it? Yeah, well, the number one thing really that will happen over the next year with the EOS uh, ecosystem is uh, moving from uh, testnet to mainnet, which happened in June, and now moving forward to real usage. And um, that means real apps being developed uh, on the platform. And that means real users using those apps um, and real transactions or, or let's call them interactions uh, between tokens, between data and between these, uh, these applications. And so that's, that's kind of the big thing um, that's on the horizon. Um, if you break that down, there are many, many moving pieces. One of the most uh, fascinating ones I think is the uh, development or the um, evolution of the constitution. Uh, as we know from other governance systems, the constitution tends to be, you know, a real uh, guiding foundational uh, value proposition. Um, there is uh, a referendum process uh, that is happening. There will be an ongoing um, debate about 
what is the best way to evolve the Constitution. Uh, the EOS Alliance is already facilitating a series of workshops um, around Constitution referendums. And again, these are open to the public. They occur in um, various languages. You can find more info about it on our website. Um, and one of the main objectives with the Constitution referendum uh, workshops uh, is really to get as many community members engaged in the process as possible, um, even if passively through the sharing of information, um, so that folks understand what's on the table, what, what decisions uh, are trying to be made. Um, so the Constitution is very interesting. Um, the worker proposal is very interesting. This is the um, embedded uh, inflation or the automatic inflation um, in the system, which is meant to create a shared fund um, to continuously incentivize developers to be improving uh, the EOS blockchain and the, the underlying infrastructure. Um, we know from economics that people uh, rarely work on things without an incentive, uh, rarely work to improve things without um, a monetary incentive, if you're talking about economic collaboration. And so to bake into the ecosystem a fund that will essentially allow the, the community to self-fund um, improvements is a really, really interesting proposition. Now, it's not without, um, without challenge, right? Uh, how much should that fund, how much should that, should be in that fund? Who should decide what happens with the fund? What if there's a great plan in place and then it gets abused or usurped, right? So there are a lot of um, challenges. They're very, very interesting uh, to explore because uh, there's a lot of potential here to really optimize and create a system that works well. So the worker proposal and kind of the inflation um, sharing within the system will be a really interesting um, uh, kind of movement to watch. Um, I think that we will be seeing a lot of the block producers. Um, we, we mentioned Liquid EOS in, in the introduction. It's the block producer that we founded here over at Bancor. Um, I think that the block producers, as uh, a major stakeholder in the ecosystem, will be uh, undergoing a, a process of really learning how both best to work together and how to individually contribute. Um, to the ecosystem. In, in case you aren't aware, block producers are constantly voted in uh, by token holders and can constantly be voted out uh, by token holders. And so a very interesting dynamic uh, develops where um, both on the maybe more challenging side, uh, collusion can happen between token holders and there can be all kinds of interesting dynamics there. And on the very positive side, uh, folks really need to constantly be uh, earning the support of the community of token holders in order to remain block producers. Um, and so uh, while we're seeing both sides of the spectrum play out, um, we are certainly seeing block producers start to develop and contribute uh, ecosystem improving tools. Uh, Liquid EOS just uh, launched two tools like this called Watchdog and Heartbeat. You can learn more about them on our website. Um, other block producers are creating a shared blacklist um, to help uh, prevent abuse or to help uh, mitigate um, security breaches or theft. Um, there are really a, a tremendous amount of innovations happening among the block producers, and I think that will be um, very interesting to watch. And then kind of finally, um, in the uh, dispute resolution space, uh, there's a body called ECAF. 
um, the uh, the EOS core arbitration forum. Um, again, a, an area rife with challenges and opportunities, um, which is kind of the, the core dispute resolution body. Um, and I think we'll see a lot of really interesting activity this year, um, both in how this body will shape up, um, who is a part of it, how decisions get made, how it really scales to support the scaling of the greater EOS ecosystem, um, and then also whether additional bodies um, emerge or are empowered uh, in order to create uh, more decentralization there as well, or additional decentralization. And you can really think of these different groups or stakeholders um, the way you would think of a judicial, an executive, a legislative branch in, in a functioning uh, government or functioning uh, societal governance. Um, so you've got ECAF as the judicial, they're you know, in charge of dispute resolution. Um, you've got the BPs that are actually maintaining and operating the network like an executive branch. Um, and you have a, a legislative branch, you can call these the, the token holders um, that are constantly empowered uh, to propose and also to vote um, with their tokens uh, for what they'd like to see uh, develop in the ecosystem. Um, both the election of the BPs themselves and uh, worker proposals for improvements in the technology uh, or in the, the greater ecosystem. And so uh, all of these areas, I think we're gonna see a tremendous amount of um, action over the next year. And the hope and the mandate of the EOS Alliance is to really bring uh, shed light onto each one of these developments, um, not to uh, necessarily take positions um, on them, but to really try and illuminate what is uh, at hand, what are the trade-offs that are being debate debated, um, what are what can we kind of best uh, assume will happen if we take different paths, um, and then really uh, empowering the community to be educated, engaged, um, and active in their decision making. Well, absolutely. So, so in closing, you know, what is the best place for people to to get involved, to start learning, to start being a part of that community um, for EOS Alliance? And then also, where can people find out more information about your other two companies? Yeah, so EOS Alliance um, is online at eosalliance.io. Um, also, just a quick Google of EOS Alliance uh, will get you there as well. Um, and that's kind of home base. You can get to a lot of um, documentation and information there and also find your way to the Telegram groups and the weekly call groups um, and info on how you can join um, any of the different um, working groups that currently building and the ones that will come uh, down the line. Um, Bancor, we, Bancor is a decentralized liquidity network. Um, the Bancor protocol allows uh, tokens to be automatically convertible one for the other um, by using smart contracts instead of matching buyers and sellers in traditional exchanges. Um, you can learn more about Bancor at bancor.network. Um, and uh, Liquid EOS, is, like I said, a, a Bancor-powered uh, block producer. Uh, Bancor intends to bring the uh, liquidity network, which is currently an Ethereum-only uh, liquidity network, to the EOS ecosystem as well. And so that's a really exciting development to look forward to as well. Um, and you can learn more about Liquid EOS at uh, liquideos.com. Julia, thank you so much for coming on Future Tech Podcast and giving us this really wonderful and well-rounded description of EOS Alliance, what you guys are doing, and a nice history. I think the way you laid things out was so 
easy to follow. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing that knowledge and passion that you have. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again for having me. I appreciate it as well. That is Galia Benartzi. She is the co-founder at Bancor and Liquid EOS and a board member at EOS Alliance. Again, you can find more information about EOS Alliance at eosalliance.io. Thank you all so much for tuning in. This has been Juliette Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.